everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Edge Podcast. And today I have Dahlia here with me. Hi, Dahlia. Hi, Annie. How you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. Um, a bit of context. I was in Armenia visiting my friends and family, and I'm now back in London recording this episode of our podcast. Straight back into it. Yeah. So this episode, uh, Dahlia, you interviewed Rahul Atri, who is an uh, expert in telecoms, and he's also an ex-Rakuten um, employee. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of the episode of the interview overall? Yeah, I mean, Rahul has a really interesting uh, perspective in general. Um, We talked mainly about wider telecoms transformation. And even though Rakuten is a very specific type of telecoms operator, they've installed a network in a greenfield way. And that's given them the ability to do things differently, to really use cloud native technology from day one. But I think there are still some learnings in that um, in that evolution they've gone through that are relevant for traditional legacy operators, particularly in terms of, you know, the skills you need to have as you move towards using software based technologies, how you organize teams, um, how you think through your role as a telecoms operator. Um, We did talk about edge computing as well, obviously. And I think what was, um, you know, what was interesting is he was saying that he felt the edge was going to be a way to drive that transformation Mm -hmm. within telecoms operators and almost be a bit of a test bed for a deploying new technologies, but also, you know, a test bed for this new, for new business models Mm -hmm. from telecoms operator and their new role. And I guess, you know, you could argue that if a telecoms operator can do it in their their 5G and edge business, Mm -hmm. then it's, um, then it can maybe scale across other parts of the business. So yeah, really interesting discussion. Um, talked a lot, talked about technology, talked about people, and talked about you know business models as well. Nice. That sounds quite insightful. So let's dive right in. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Edge podcast. Uh, today, we've got a great uh, member with us today, which is Rahul, and I'll uh, allow him to introduce himself in a moment. The topic for today is on transformation and how telcos are moving towards new business models um, or a, a some type of technology company. So we've called it Techco a lot in some of our reports. Others call it digital service provider. So we'll talk a little bit around what that looks like, but more importantly, what the role of edge computing is. Uh, before we get going, Rahul, it'd be great to uh, introduce yourself. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. My name is Rahul. Um, I solve problems for a living. I make products. My latest stint was with Rakuten Mobile and Rakuten Symphony, where I used to head the product engineering. Uh, and um, currently, I'm, I'm advising a few startups, which, which comes from the same technology and telco background. And very happy to be here. Thanks, Rahul. And yeah, I'm very keen to learn about a bit of your experience. I know you have strong views on this. So I think the first thing we need to establish is, you know, almost what do you see as your vision for the future of a telecoms operator? Uh, great question. And uh, there's a lot of lot of things happening uh, off lately and, and a lot of reasons for it. But I think I'll, I'll love to see telcos become the uh, the future of technologies. Uh, I see a lot of things coming from web scalers. Uh, you talk about uh, CNCF, you talk about open source technologies. I love to have telcos contributing that a little more because I think we've always been consumer of the innovation and technology stack, but it's high time we, we, we do that 
innovation ourselves and and even create um products which which could be used by webscaler someday and, and it's not that uh, it's not happening it's happening in pockets but but i think the the mindset has to shift into into more innovative roles not wait for the standards to evolve per se but drive standards to a point where where we really believe and be, uh, become the uh, digital or the connectivity of the future providers yeah that i mean that's that's a great vision to us and i think you're right i think there have been examples of telecoms operators creating new technologies um and it's probably become you know more difficult in some ways as connectivity has changed the ecosystem changes you've got new players coming in um and and the model to some degree has been has started to become a lot about outsourcing innovation so that so there is a role for partners in delivering some of that innovation but i think your point is that some of that should be kept in house um i just I know you have some interesting views as well around the role of the ecosystem and I think when you were at Rakuten there was a lot of co-creation that would happen what do you see as the role of partners in that transformation I think uh, the partners actually define the success of a program which you're running uh, having right partners is a blessing uh, and and actually not having the right partners would would, would all always be the this closed circular loops where you always been it might look that you are progressing on day uh, because it, uh, but but in the end you'll you'll be circling around the same uh, nucleus um, mm-hmm. and then uh, the the partners are actually not partners they're they're part of your team and if if you together have not defined the vision statement success criteria and also the milestones you have to hit together and the way you're going to deliver that uh, to the end customers uh, i think it, it it won't be success in 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 my belief um uh, and 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 hence having the right partner actually is as important as the right uh vision or or the right blueprint um and i think uh, it's it, it's it's quite obvious that not everything could be solved in house but but the whole point is that how do you how do you see uh, how do you how do you see the success or or what are the success criteria into actually the program you're running uh mm-hmm. ecosystem as you mentioned is changing uh your customers are becoming smarter they now know what is the difference between 4g 5g what kind of services they they need what kpis they should uh, monitor for their uh, service experience there have been uh, there are possibilities they can even migrate to other other service provider quickly than than they used to uh mm-hmm. the technology providers are becoming a lot more smarter um there have been um, uh, infrastructure and connectivity and networking being offered as a service by hyperscalers the second uh, part they are offering now is the pass the platform services like storage databases mm-hmm. so it's it's coming out of the uh, shelf and it's not that uh, telcos couldn't do that it's it just that they were focused somewhere else and they were not innovating into the sense and somebody came up with a better uh, cost model uh, better service offering and better ways to enable that and and hence uh, they are the leaders and that's where they even making a big market trends they are there and and they are they are actually enabling telcos and and getting getting huge revenues you can look into any hyperscaler's recent quarter results or yearly result they 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 show fascinating results so that that means that um the the market has value the customer is actually paying and and ready to pay more uh, but it's just that what value you get into the ecosystem for getting the service which customer is looking for and i think it's becoming more technology and value oriented uh and product or platforms oriented 
rather than mm-hmm. being the integrator of the stack which which telcos were in the past yeah and being an integrative stack is probably not the most glamorous or um cost effective model is it so uh brings complexities to it so let's talk about edge um being the edge podcast i wonder so i mean tell telecoms operators are investing at edge some you know are further ahead in their journey than others um some are building their own edge platforms some are working with others for example hyperscalers or even other telecoms vendors to do that what do you see as the role of edge in in enabling this transformation um potentially in accelerating some of the things you're talking around around the move to platform or paas or other things hey i think uh, this is one of the one of the opportunities which have come to telcos to to figure out reinvent reimagine and rethink how they want to be as an organization as technology provider and also as the business model uh it's 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 again a, a possibility where they can be a little more than only a data or a voice or a connectivity provider they can actually offer value and a vertically integrated stack for example somebody would look for um video analytics somebody would look for um let's say connectivity private security on top of it in their in their premises could be could be a data um uh, or could be an oil mining company could be could be a local manufacturing hub which wants uh, robotics or or other use cases to be done so i think it's a it's a welcome opportunity for the telcos uh, mm-hmm. for not to be called as the dumb connectivity provider but to do little more but it all comes back again to the same uh, topic that are they ready to to be those uh, technical integrators are they mm-hmm. are they ready to know the stack end to end as an organization but not create silos again to say one team going to manage the infrastructure another going to manage the cloud another going to manage the application another the automation orchestration around it and then there'll be a sales team which will go and and say here i am to sell you an integration integrated box uh, as a wrapper uh, but but nobody owning it end to end because then it's going to be the same complexity and the heaviness which telcos have the organization so i i see it two ways a great opportunity again to serve new business model reach out to new customers reach out and build a vertical integrated stack b to, to transform their thought process their people the process and the way they operate uh, and 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 be a little more nimble agile and simplified uh, to be if they want to yeah that's interesting this you're saying that you need to have this sort of more like end to end view make sure it doesn't operate in silos i think what we've seen with telecoms operators as they kind of try and grab the edge opportunity is that maybe there is already a risk of silos so we in STL we talk about the on prem edge um so putting you know edge compute at the enterprise premises and that sometimes is coupled with a private uh, or campus network environment sometimes it could be on a universal cpe or it could you know just be a sort of edge in a box of um you know a, a bunch of servers uh, connected to um some sort of connectivity infrastructure and then you have what we call the network edge which are the you know the telco edge data centers which are running network um function infrastructure but there's also that capacity to run applications like you say video analytics etc and i think what we're seeing is that often it's um you know maybe the enterprise teams who are really driving i mean they're involved in both but then drive they're really driving the decisions around technology on the on prem side but it seems that it's more the network teams who are driving some of those decisions at the network edge because clearly there's some synergies with the um decisions they have to make around the network infrastructure so, so it sounds like you're saying that might be a risk 
Um, and if that's the case, how can telcos overcome that kind of organization silo challenge? Yeah, I think um, that, that, A, they have to start believing that they're not uh, the usual telcos or the operator or service provider when it comes to edge. Uh, they, they, they have to start thinking about as platforms and enabling edge. I don't want to use that word, but edge in a box kind of solution. And mm-hmm. if, if they're selling it to an enterprise or even to their internal network to say, this is my far edge or a regional edge, what are the services are, are running on it or what are the capabilities I'm, I'm providing to the, to the teams? And, and as you rightly mentioned, there are, there are probably two avatars or versions of it. Even if I had to run far edge for my telco applications, uh, there, there has to be an integrated stack because the current organizations are not ready for it. They, they, they still see uh, disaggregated as a, as a difficult proposition. Uh, and also who will manage that, who will, who will actually do the operations around it. On the enterprise, the same thing. You, you have to offer that as an integrated stack. You cannot reach out to them and say, there'll be five operation people. There'll be, uh, there'll be automation, but, but somebody will manage this part, somebody would manage that part. And, and if you do that, we again will create silos and complex organizations and the heaviness, which, which actually needs to not be there. If you see today, um, um, uh, web scalers, they offer edge in a box or edge, and you can actually configure that edge, but you don't have to talk to anyone. Um, so there, there, mm. there's no, there's no specific, let's say enterprises team or there, there's, there's no uh, network team per se, but, but there's an enterprise platform, which you can buy off the shelf, configure the way you want to, uh, even select the chipsets or, or the, the hardware infrastructure you want to, the images you want to put on top and the applications you want to run on top. And that, that's what actually the enterprises are looking forward to, the vertical integrated stack, which, which is self-deployable, healable, and which manages itself. If there are challenges, yeah, let me know. Um, uh, incidents, let me know, uh, but, but find me solutions. And even for the network edges as well, uh, I think it's, a, it's an opportunity where don't look at it as, as only business model, though that is the most critical part because this will, this will put telcos again into, into new proposition, the business model they want to serve the different customers but also look at is what would be the right organization structure internally to support this initiative. And if it works success, uh, it, it, it works successfully for them. Why not to replicate and simplify the complex organization all across the board? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I know when we've talked about transformation in the past, and this is perhaps um, influenced by your experience at Rakuten, you know, you, you've kind of said that there's a need for like you say, breaking down the silos across the organization and for individuals not to be responsible for, you know, say specific technologies or systems or subsystems, but really to think about, you know, what's the outcome you're trying to achieve and have a more almost like vertical or horizontal, whichever way you look at it, horizontal role in the business and really drive, um, you know, all the technologies or or drive the change that's required to deliver an outcome, which could be a new service for your customer, could be an edge service. And I guess what you're, it sounds like what you're saying, edge computing could almost be like a test ground for that new model. And and telcos could be using it as a way to, to implement this kind of new organizational model. Does that, I mean, is that fair? Do you think? Precisely, precisely. Uh, Apart from the new business models, of course. uh, Mm. Why? I I think, um, a simple example, if you, if you hire a product manager today and you tell him or her that, please make me this, uh, this application, the first thing that product manager would do is dra- uh, design the personas and the user experience. Uh, if, if kind of sign off on that, they'll come back with the latest technology, greatest things, and the flexibility the technology offers 
and then go back and say, I'm going to develop this and this is the product. Uh, they'll not go and look out for different partners, vendors, or OEMs, or even uh, raise an RFP for that. that. That's not the DNA for a product manager. Uh, mm-hmm. And his, his job is to actually create that product. And, and maybe for the development, they go to the right partner or do it in-house. But if you, if you see that into a telco world today, uh, and, and say, we, we want to, let's say, create the next-gen telemetry platform. The simplest thing or the thing they'll do is uh, let's raise an RFP and the RFP will, will be circulated to the same partners, OEMs, and they'll come back with their management systems and complexities on top of it. And, and probably we, we never evolve. And, and I'm not blaming anyone here, but, but it's just the way ecosystem is operating and, and it takes ages uh, to, to even transform and, and build a new platform. But, but what if there is a product management organization into every such initiative? and say, I'm going to create a team of product managers which will drive the enterprise edge or network edge as mm-hmm. a service internally. The product managers would actually probably write the personas, the, the kind of customers which will come in, what they'll expect, how they want to see the service. Would there be a web page? Would there be an application? Would there be uh, interface? And what all things they will uh, like to configure, what they can offer as configurations, and and how this thing will, will actually turn up from configuration to magically appearing as as a configured stack. And then what PCs will do what, what softwares or what platforms or what offerings will do what. And, and from where to where to buy them or how to create them? Would we go to the hyperscalers? Would we create that in-house? Would we use on-prem? Mm-hmm. For which case we use if and others and uh, whatnot. I think that that's a, that's a good way to start. And then why not replicate it to our cross? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, again, what you're saying is it's not about you have to develop every single part of the stack and keep that in house, but it's about, I suppose, owning um, what the proposition is and what the overall the product is and making conscious decisions about each, you know, wh- why you're working with a partner and who the partner is. And there's a, there's a clear rationale behind it that you've made, you've come to the decision of. Precisely. Let's, uh, let's say it the other way is let's define the outcomes and success criterias, and and then uh, we join hands with whomsoever or do, do it in-house to make those success criterias and outcomes possible. Like we we're chatting uh, earlier, right? For for me in, in my previous organization, the the success criteria which my uh, my boss gave me was that we want uh, the radio network, which is virtual in this case, both for uh, OpenStack and Kubernetes, to come zero touch. Uh, we want it to be as simple as Wi-Fi, and I. Uh, we want it to be end-to-end that it should be discoverable uh, till the uh, observability and OSS systems so that it could be handed over to NOC in few hours rather than days. So mm-hmm. the success criteria was very simple, um, designed with zero touch. And, and for virtual network, it is not as the plug and play of the VBU RH world. You have to deploy cloud, you have to deploy uh, probably uh, fine-tune the OS, you, you have to deploy virtual machines or CNS, then you have to deploy the software stack, uh, instantiate that as service, and then integrate that with your telemetries, uh, securities, and, and, and observability platforms, and, 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 and do this end-to-end, and do it multiple times. And, and how do you expose that to the, to the end user? You have to abstract so many layers underneath, and you have to even design call flow integrations, each of the API, what payload goes into that API, how to generate that payload, static, dynamic, rule-based. And, 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 but we were very sure of the, of the outcomes. 
and and while we're designing the outcomes while we're designing the systems we think about not only the sunny days but the rainy days or the failure scenarios and by the way all this time my development team was sitting next to me and and they had brilliant ideas they even kept me honest in terms of what technology stack to use what would be the best technology stack or what would be the best technology stack for this particular use case so yeah i mean if you define the success criteria outcomes pretty well what team and how you make it successful uh, could be could be case specific and and the challenges or or the possibilities which you have to solve together as a team cool yeah i mean that's some great practical advice and i you know really appreciate you bring it to life because i think a lot of the time in the industry we you know we can talk about these things at a high level but you you know you brought on some some specific examples from your experience of how this um you know could actually materialize so rahul we've run out of time on the podcast um i think just one final question i wanted to ask you is you know what do you see almost as the single biggest challenge for telecoms operators as they try and capture this edge opportunity and how can they overcome it <laughs> i think uh, there are two if if i may say uh, actually okay, fine, we, fine, we, fine, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we we need to define the uh, and and capture the right business models so that it is okay. a win win for everyone i mean uh, today the enterprises uh, or the uh, or, or the enterprises are, are used to run with the uh, wifi or other technology stacks and they they look at it both from the complexities because their their it can manage that and the cost angle uh, but but there are good things which which the enterprise private 5g private 4g edge could bring in and and we know about those pros cons uh, but but it has to make sense for your partners it has to make sense for your end customer it has to make sense for you as as service provider the second part which is even more harder is is the mindset and dna and and the and the gradual or or i said disruption in terms of how the organization operate and are built in 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 the telcos today i think everyone in the industry or the ecosystem have evolved and changed and it is the high time that we 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 as in telco industry relook into the organization charts and how how we are designed uh, mm-hmm. today so these are these are i think the two enablers if we if we are able to solve that i think i think as an industry as as an ecosystem we we can create magic because once you're connecting lives connecting people providing the basic necessity today as as connectivity uh you you can create uh, magic and and great solutions together great not easy not easy challenges you brought up there um but and and like i said i think we've talked a lot about some practical recommendations in this but i'm sure the listeners have will have more questions so there's almost like a sequel to this you know you talked about how you work with partners and the how you change your organization as well so uh, maybe it's one for season 2 of our podcast but rahul thanks so much for your time and uh, uh you know good luck with the with the next steps and everything um and yeah thanks very much Great. Well, that was really interesting. Uh, and I also wanted to ask you about this um, piece of news that I just read. Um, so basically, Google announced that they will be shutting down their IoT core service in August um, next year. So uh, I was wondering what you thought about the implications of this um, of this change on Google's edge business. Yeah, I mean, I think this is um representative of Google and Google Cloud's business model and that it's been a champion for fast fail and you know, we shouldn't um 
we should credit them for, for maintaining that approach, even as they grow larger and larger as, as an organization. So it's not necessarily a failure as such. But um, in terms of their edge strategy, I don't I don't think it has massive implications, um, at least from our perspective. A lot of Google's approach at the edge has been around positioning itself as, um, you know, a multi-cloud platform with Google Anthos and more on, you know, being able to support multiple different types of edge infrastructure. And usually IoT is a nice enabler to encourage customers to be to, you know, to find it easy to um, connect to um, an edge or an edge cloud and also to um, you know, run applications as well on the edge cloud. So I think it may, I mean, it may cause a slight disadvantage with some of its close competitors like AWS and Microsoft, which um, are ramping up probably their IoT efforts. And they, I think they see that this some of these platform as a service tools like you know, the IoT ones can help to gain traction uh, within Edge, but ultimately it's, you know, it's um, it's a kind of periphery play for Google. It's not their main strategy when it comes to Edge. And, you know, I think they're, they're still kind of moving forward with the, um, with the Anthos vision. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Thanks for that. And thanks for doing the interview with Rahul. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. Um, yeah, that's it for this one. See you next time.